Hi there, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, episode 134. So we've got some really cool emails uh, to start off with. I put them at the front of the podcast uh, from some people who are rather far into the course. In fact, Alex, I'd like to start off with him. Uh, he's finished level 57, which is the end of the current uh, curriculum. Uh, we'll be expanding it, almost doubling it in size this year, towards the end of this year, hopefully. Um, but currently, there's it covers 1,530 characters, 1,530 characters, 4,000 common words, and everything you need to acquire those words and every single usage of every single word, <laughs> every single use, useful usage, let's say, that would be common in, uh, in uh, written and uh, spoken format. And there's thousands of sentences. I think there's around 7,000 sentences, maybe 10,000 at this point. Uh, a bunch of stories, dialogues, long-form content, and Alex has got through it all. He's been with us for a while now. I'm not actually sure. He didn't actually mention how long he's been with us, I don't think, but let's let's see what he says anyway. He says, wow, mazel tov, congrats, and gongxi. That means congratulations in Chinese. To all of you fellow intermediate finishers, I had planned to finish the final 30 characters over the course of the next two weeks, but I woke up today and decided to just rip the plaster off and I can't really believe I've reached this point. Yeah, Phil and I did the similar thing when we were reaching the end of the 3000 character mark when we were using the original format of the hands of moving method to learn them. And by the end of it, I think Phil was learning like 100 characters a day <laughs> just to get to the end, you know. Going to China was never really on my agenda until up until a few years ago. And even then, and uh, even when I was there, learning Mandarin was never something I put much thought into. Too hard in it. In it means isn't it in um, Chav English. Then one day, scrolling through Facebook, ah oh man, bloody ads. But praise the Lord for autoplay. Free trial later and now maybe 11 months on. Oh, you did mention it. Thanks, Alex. 11 months on with 1,530 characters down. It's all a bit surreal and I'm excited for my future Mandarin journey. 11 months from zero, oh, well, I'm guessing around zero, like beginner level, right? To 94% coverage. And, I, and again, saying 1,530 characters is, is already impressive in that amount of time, but it's, it doesn't really speak to exactly what Alex has done there. He's, he's done a lot more than just learn characters. He's learned how to read, how to understand Chinese. I am now more than happy to have a good lie down until the next course comes out. Honestly, no rush, lads. A huge thank you to you both. What you have created is an achievement. You should be really proud of, and I thought, why can't I read today? <laughs> and I think has opened an otherwise quite impenetrable Chinese-made door. One of those automatic sensor doors. Basically, you've made the whole thing easy. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Alex. But you're the one that has to walk through it. I'd say it's a bit more challenging than just walking through a door. You've done a lot. You've done everything, really. We've just shown you the way. Um, so that makes me and Phil really happy to read. Uh, like I say, Alex has been with us for a while now. He's given us lots of great comments, made me laugh out loud a good few times. Uh, and I look forward to seeing him smash his way through the advanced course in a few months' time as well. So well done, Alex. Next, we have a similar uh, email from Al, who's also been with us for a while now. And uh, he first starts off, he's finished level 22, uh, which is about, uh, well, the foundation course is uh, 36. He's, about, he's way more than halfway through the foundation course. Um, and I would say... Let me see here. 
He's probably made his way through a good few hundred characters. He's learning how to read longer form content at this stage as well. So he's doing really well. And first he quotes a description that Phil wrote. Phil writes um, the end of level descriptions or emails. We send out an email if you have the email notifications turned on or we just put it all in the description there for you in the lesson itself. And he just first of all quotes a section of this. He says, this is what Phil wrote a while back. This is ridiculous to say, but we're proud of you. Yeah, Luke and I have probably never met you. And saying we're proud of you suggests that your perseverance is somehow anything other than individual achievement on your part. But I don't know. It just feels right. I think of the fact that you've come this far. You're reading this email and I feel joy and admiration at the thought that you're genuinely bettering yourself. Take that moment to recognize your success and use it as fuel to keep going. Yeah, well done, Phil. That's really well written, uh, very motivating. Um, and I think it goes, to, and we genuinely feel that way as well about people like Alex and like Al and everyone else that makes their way through the course. We're proud um, and we're we're happy we're proud of ourselves as well to make to 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 have created a system where people can do this of course but we're just so happy to see people do well because well it's just awesome because the reason why we started this and i mentioned this a few times the reason why we did all this because we were so frustrated with the current methods we were sick of people failing when they're really smart and really hard working and really well intentioned they're still failing in this language and they're not going to do that anymore as long as they stick with us um, so anyway, Al quoted this section and he said something very nice afterwards. He says, well, Phil, upon reading that, I can attest to it being anything but ridiculous. I know you know that. And while I can only speak on my own behalf, I'm sure that my thoughts are here, here are shared by many others when I say that I feel a measure of pride in you too as well. Not only because of your, in my honest opinion, groundbreaking work, but because I do get the sense that it truly matters to you that your students succeed with learning Mandarin for reasons other than only business related, as important as that is. That's awesome, thank you. Your passion and enthusiasm for what you both do and for what you are helping us do comes across in spades in your videos to a degree that I believe is impossible to fake and still be believable. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, like 4,000 lessons, four and a half thousand lessons, probably a few thousand videos. We'd have to be like psychopaths, I think, to be able to fake that, that, that to that level. Um, we have to be like politician level. We all have to make a living and business is of course business, but the human element, the fact that you guys actually care at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Just know that as I see things, you are in your own way, making the world a better place to be. Thank you for what you do. You are definitely on the right track. Well, thank you for that. That's just brilliant. And Phil was just like, have you seen that, that comment from Al? It's brilliant. Please put it in the podcast. I was like, yeah, don't worry, I put that <laughs> right at the beginning. Um, this is what keeps us going. This is fantastic to hear. And um, <clears throat> again, I'm really happy to see Al, Al make that progress. And I'm really uh, excited to see him uh, continue on that path and finish the foundation and the intermediate and eventually the advanced. Um, and it kind of gets me thinking, you know, we're building up this group of, you know, relatively small to the, you know, because obviously it takes a lot of people um, it's like the Pareto principle. 
you know, the Palais Trofads or the 80-20 principle. So I could use a very small percentage to do most of the work or the, achieve most of the results. So of all the people that have signed up to Mandarin Blueprint, a relatively small amount have made it all the way to the end yet. Some people like to take their time. Um, and we haven't been around very long. You know, we've only been around a couple of years. Uh, but of the people, I think that after a few years, once we start getting more momentum and people, more people join the course and we expand the course to 3,000, we're going to have people that go from zero to finishing our entire curriculum, uh, which will make them able to read Chinese novels and pretty much do anything they want in Chinese eventually. We're going to have like a team of people that the MBAs, you know, everyone's an MBA who's on MB, but you know what I mean? The people that make it through the entire curriculum. And who knows maybe they'll, they'll they'll be our biggest spokespeople of course and maybe they'll even work with us one day uh, uh so it's so cool to see this you know relatively this this uh group of people like al and alex and many others gradually growing over the weeks and months and years that we're doing this it's so cool and i'm really excited to see i have no idea what we're gonna how it's gonna be in a few years time but it's just very exciting to think about that group of people um, growing so it's it's great to see uh, thank you guys and please if anyone else is on the course because I know there's a lot of people that have also had similar similar achievements but are just more lurkers that would like to just hang out in the background and not say much that's fine but would really appreciate it if you got in touch with us and on the, on the on the course platform or just by email directly or just anything and just got in touch and told us about it told us about your experience it's really important not just for us but for other people that that are also on the course it's very inspiring for them so thank you very much great so we've got another one here from uh, anita rogers who is a, a new member a new mba uh, and she's this is a community post it's our community forum she says hi i'm a retired business owner legal editor and sixth grade english and reading teacher i jumped into seriously learning mandarin a few weeks ago as i want to keep my brain active and I wanted something challenging. Well, that's certainly gonna tick both of those boxes. Definitely found that in learning Chinese, yeah. <laughs> I've really gotta stop saying stuff until I've read the whole paragraph at least, haven't I? Because I usually say something and then they just immediately say it afterwards. Uh, right, bad habit, I'll try and fix that. Definitely found that in learning Chinese. I've learned many characters and words by sight and can understand a couple of hundred conversational words when I hear them. Just a bit of Chinese movie watching has gone on here. Great, yeah, Chinese movies, I love Chinese movies especially sort of older ones. Uh, nowadays, it's kind of really hard to sift through the rubbish. There's so much rubbish. Um, but Chinese movies, I'm a huge fan of. They tend to be rather depressing. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but also just fantastic. So some of the ones that were made in the early 2000s and before. Um, but you'll take like, for example, the most recent one I watched, I can't remember the name of it, which is really frustrating for those listening, sorry. Um, but it was a really funny, sweet, beautiful film. And then at the end, like he's basically, his friend died. And it's like kind of like Weekend at Bernie's, but he's taking his corpse all the way back to his hometown, which is way across the country. He's got no money and he has to like figure out his way. It's like a two hour long film. And he just, the Chinese films tend to end like this kind of just, oh. <laughs> um, he basically got there and then the guy's family had moved away and his whole house had been destroyed. And he was like, oh. Okay, and then the film ended. <laughs> I was like, "What?" And it, it's often like that with Chinese films. It's not—they're not exactly uplifting, but they can be hilarious. They can be, um, 
uh, yeah, so I, I highly recommend uh, if you haven't explored Chinese cinema, get into it. Here's my issue, she says. As a reading and English teacher, as well as my 10 years of reading legal opinions and cases for legal publishing company, eight to 10 hours every day, wow, I find that I might need to concentrate on pronunciation for a while and not get into anything else. The reason I'm thinking that whenever I see anything in opinion, my brain just automatically assigns English pronunciation to it. It's annoying. I'm sure most second language learners suffer from this, but it's driving me crazy. I feel like I'm stumbling around trying to get my brain back to thinking in Chinese. I don't want to establish bad habits as I know how hard they are to correct. Should I veer away from learning words and characters and just focus on pronunciation until it becomes as automatic as English? Or should I not focus on looking at opinion and just on the characters? Any feedback is appreciated, even if it is frustrating, I'm not giving up. Stubborn determination has set in and I will make my brain cooperate. Well, what I actually said to, because um, I, I realized that this would be a, an issue that a lot of learners would face. But what, what I actually said to Anita um, was basically, you know, get through the pronunciation mastery course. We've designed it to be short and sweet. Um, and we've given a few flashcards for it, but really, uh, you know, just as long as you learn the pronunciation basics, how to pronounce the sounds um, and how to read them and how to identify them, which the third one there takes a bit of time, uh, just and you just need to be patient and get lots of exposure. Um, just you get through the basics and then jump straight into characters and just continue reviewing pronunciation in the background, but don't really focus on it way too much. As long as you get the the the, the most important things down, like the problem initials. You know, that sort of the ones that don't exist in English. You get the base, those ones down. Um, and you know, thinking in English is a a thing that you, you'll get over. And seeing the English translations and things, you'll get over that over time. Uh, it tends to. I'm sorry if that tends to be my a very common answer of mine. It just takes time and practice. Um, but as you delve into the characters and learn words and start getting used to a language. You don't learn a language, you get used to it, you acquire it. Um, that will naturally go away, that bad habit, I think. I think the best way, first of all, you notice you have a bad habit, which is a lot of people don't even notice for a long time. So that's really good, you actually noticed it. Um, and then it's gonna be aware, you're gonna be aware of it uh, whilst you're learning, that's good. Keep it. Keep it in mind. But don't concern yourself with it. Don't stress over it. Uh, and uh, once you start reading sentences and getting, which is sort of around phase three, you start getting input, audio, reading. You'll start shadowing as well, like reading out, out loud what you hear. Um, you'll naturally acquire those sounds. And you won't even, in, in six months' time, you won't even, you'll laugh at the idea of looking at pinyin and seeing it as English, you know, or, or wanting to pronounce it in English. It just won't be an issue. And this is a common thing, um, especially when you've already had a bit of language learning experience and you, you sort of, you finish for a while and then you go back again and start doing it. You, f you feel um, frustrated and you want to get, you want to make progress quickly. You want to kind of rush it, right? Um, but you, you can't, um, we make it, I think, as easy, as easy as possible, as simple, as straightforward as possible. But you're, no matter how easy the curriculum is, you still need to wait for your brain to catch up and your brain will acquire things in its own time. Um, so it's, all you can do is learn the right way, which you're currently doing, put in consistent effort every day and time, 
uh, and practice every day and then it will it will naturally fix itself i think but welcome uh, anita uh, stay in touch next here is chad uh, by the community chad erickson he says thanks for the great product you're welcome i used to live in chengdu and have been studying mandarin for three years or so on and off my current level is hsk3 around 600 characters so that's about the foundation course at the moment phase phase five i wanted to start the mandarin blueprint method from the beginning so i would be able to build the hands and moving method techniques necessary for learning words in the future i already have an intimate understanding of many of the words introduced in phase one and two due to pure exposure and repetition in the past three years do you see any downside for me skipping the make a movie part for these words in general if there are any words that that us students already are familiar with can we save time and mental imagery space by just skipping the movie making part chad and this is i, I definitely want to keep this in because there's so many i would say the majority of people that sign up to our course have a foundation of some kind, whether that's just, a, you know, like Anita, you know, or, or maybe a bit more like Chad, but they usually have, they've tried Duolingo, they've tried classes, they've tried university, they failed, 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 and then they find us. Um, so you, and, and, you know, we're not on the first page of Google, so <laughs> not yet. Um, so people tend to find us later into their journey. So we have a lot of, are questions that come in very common question at least once a week is i'm an intermediate is this course for me and the answer is absolutely yes um unless you can already read chinese books and you know you know you're watching chinese movies with you know not really having much trouble understanding you're maybe a bit too advanced uh, but we could still give you some tips and, and advice uh, for getting past upper intermediate into more advanced levels and stuff but generally you'd find that the course too too much work for not enough payoff right but for inter any intermediate if you class yourself as intermediate or a beginner or anything like that, someone with a foundation yes you can just go through our course from the beginning learn the hands and movie method how we learn characters and all the various other techniques and just general language learning philosophy that we teach so start with pronunciation I, i've very rarely I, i've never met any uh, uh foreigners uh, Chinese speakers, no matter how awesome their Chinese is, uh, that couldn't use some pronunciation assistance. Um, so do the pronunciation course, learn the character method, the hands and move method, learn our mnemonic techniques for memorizing compound words, uh, the idea of looking at sentences, using flashcards, close deletes, shadowing, all these other techniques, long form content, what content to read, when, um, uh, just generally, if you you still need a coach as well, and once you've learned all those techniques, you can you think you've grasped everything, which usually takes like between five and twenty characters, depending on the person. You can just skip everything that you know. When I say no, I mean no. Like you can read the Chinese of at least you can read the character no problem and make at least and pronounce it at least one of its pronunciations no problem accurately, including the tone, and you can recognize the meaning. And writing is kind of, I, I don't hold people to that standard writing by hand, but that's also a bonus. But yeah, if you can at least read it, recognize it, know the meaning and pronounce it, then you just skip it. If, and if you can do that easily as well, if you don't have any trouble with it, then just skip it. Uh, so I've, of course, again, we've already, we always answer people directly on the platform as soon as possible. But um, there's a lot of comments that I just want to make sure that people listening to this uh, on the podcast or wherever uh, also get to hear it's very important for other people so yes if you're an intermediate and you've seen us around you know like, well they start with 
number one in Chinese and number 10. Like, it seems very simple. We cover, like I said, 1,530 characters. We cover 94% of the entire language by coverage at the moment, and that's going to go up to 99% in you know six months, less than a year's time. Um, so we're going to be covering everything you'll possibly need to know, and it will be worthwhile unless you know already thousands of characters and you can read. So uh, just a little note there for Chad and also for anyone else that is thinking about starting the Mandarin Blueprint method but not sure if they're too advanced or not. Next here is uh, just a quick one. Actually, we've had a few from the Pronunciation Mastery course because so many people have been signing up to our free trial lately because we've been really uh, putting that everywhere on our website and our social media and things like that. We've got lots of free trial signups. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't tried, at least tried our course, we've now got a 30-day trial. Uh, we've extended it from the fifth, we've lengthened it from the 14-day tri free trial to 30-day because people were just getting in touch with us saying, oh, I didn't have enough time to, you know, the, the usual, right? Life got in the way. I, I really wanted to see what this is all about. And then my trial ended. And so we were like, kept giving out extensions. That I was like, this is silly. 30 days. Uh, and that gives you full unfettered access to phase one, uh, which teaches our entire character method, teaches our mnemonics method for learning, learning compound words as well. You'll learn 45 characters, a handful of words, and um, uh, also pronunciation, of course, pronunciation mastery. And essentially, you can get through all of that easily in 30 days uh, if you put in a bit of time every day, like 30 minutes or so, maybe an hour, certainly with an hour. Um, and you'll learn all that stuff for free. Uh, so anyway, lots more people have got access to the pronunciation course now. So we've got lots of pronunciation mastery comments these days. They're great. Uh, so here's a few in a row here. So we've got Marek Kaspersky on uh, the SRS memory game. This is where Phil is teaching you about why SRS, space repetition software flashcards, are so important. And it's because of the intervals get growing as you get better at the information. So it's very, very efficient in that way. And once you get something wrong, the interval goes back to zero um, or a very lower or lower interval, depending on how you tweak the settings. And he just says, so unbelievably cool. You guys are the masters. <laughs> what you are saying just works beautifully. I'm convinced I'm learning. That's fantastic. I love seeing people with that attitude positivity is spreading through and, and that tends to happen with Phil's emails and Phil's videos I tend to be a bit more uh, <laughs> a bit more uh, down to earth sort of British sort of um, Phil's much more American like yeah you can do it <laughs> you know and um, I although I still have that sentiment in here it's with my culture it's it's a bit it's a bit harder for me to <laughs> be so be so well uh, upbeat <laughs> so sorry about that but I hope it comes with, it's still, I still feel it in here. I hope you know that. Um, yeah, Phil is definitely the, uh, the, mo the more motivating one. Um, it's, it's contagious, isn't it? Next one is from Eugenia uh, Varenko on unit five. She says, love how quickly Phil talks through the wrap ups and thanks ever so much for creating Anki cards for the whole course. What a huge job. Well, that's just the pronunciation course. That's only a thousand cards. I think we've got like another ten thousand cards that we've created, or six different types, um, for the rest of the course. So you've got that to look forward to there, Eugenia. But thanks for the comment. And yes, again, Phil, his his positivity is very contagious, and he cut those videos as well, like lots of jump cuts as well. So it's really like it's almost like he's on Adderall or something. It's great. Next one here is Nick on you did it. 
which is the end of the pronunciation mastery. We're just like, uh, we're just congratulating you. And he says, you guys are doing such a wonderful job. So much praise this week. Thank you. Uh, I had no idea Chinese had that many pronunciations, LOL. Yeah, well, it's, it's a heck of a heck of a lot less than English. Uh, English, I believe, has 10,000 different sounds, depending you know, all the different combinations that you can have. It's Chinese, 400-ish, 420 maybe. Quick one here from Chris for level 19 of the, the Mandarin Blueprint method. Between the shadowing, Anki reviews, listening as flashcards, listening to background audio, etc., I may have to quit my job to have time for all this. Uh, more seriously, I found that initial that an initial shadowing followed by a couple of times repeating just the combination of characters where flow, tone, combination tripped me up, helped me improve shadowing the full sentence the next time I saw it. Or maybe not until the third or fourth time if it was really tricky. That's a really nice tip. Thank you for that, Chris. Yeah, so uh, he's just, at this point, he's talking about, um, I don't think he's talking about, well, maybe full-length content, but mainly just individual sentences. You can still do shadowing with individual sentences. You read them out in the exact same way you hear them, right? Um, so instead of just repeating the sh uh, repeating it, the whole sentence as a whole, um, just repeat the the individual word or combination of characters that you're struggling with most of that sentence, and do that a few times, and then the next time the sentence comes up, should be a lot easier. That's actually kind of a more maybe a more economical way of uh, shadowing on a small scale. Ryan Said on uh, nasal final Wang, Wang and Shuang. It, he says, it seems like Shuang, and you can see the character there, it's a very interesting character in the comment on the screen. It seems like Shuang in the third tone indicates satisfaction of any sort. So yeah, so this character essentially, I hint at other meanings in, the, in this particular video, which you can use your imagination to put the pieces together there i'm not going to mention it but generally yes shuang means satisfaction and you you can say ah how shuang or hen shuang tai shuang you know um and just means like oh i just felt awesome <laughs> so i'll just leave that for you to uh, mull over next one is Anne giles on level nine complete she says i was thinking the same thing the end of level nine is sort of turning point having climbed that part of the mountain i can see making it to the top I happily add to other commenters' praise and, and thanks, Luke and Phil. Yeah, so level nine. Well done, Anne, by the way, because you've only just sort of joined us, I remember. Not been long at all. It's been like maybe a month and you're already on level nine. That's that's great. That's really good to see. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I guess that's good to see as well. It's good to hear that feedback around level nine, ten. It's kind of a, you've made it through a good chunk of the course at that point. You're kind of getting mastering the character method by that, by that point maybe also mastering the compound word, mnemonic creation, starting to get to the point where you might even be able to recognize sentences around level 13. So yeah, that's good to, that's good to hear. It's yeah, that feeling of maybe of a breakthrough is coming or it's maybe already happened at that point. Next one here is from Soren, who's also smashing his way through the course. He's on 98% reached for Tao uh, Tongwei's The Elephant, Cheng uh, Xia. Um, which I'm not actually sure which level exactly, but um, it's into the intermediate course. He says, for what it's worth, I wanted to mention that out of these two stories, I found Sima, uh, Sima Guang uh, Zha Gang really easy, whereas for some reason, I still struggled a bit with part two of Cao Chong Cheng Xiang, at least when in the flow of just reading it naturally. When taking it slow, double checking a few things, etc. This one was definitely understandable too, certainly in comparison to how I've perceived it previously. 
Super cool to experience the progress and read the first story as if it was your native language. Yeah, great. Thanks for that feedback. So these stories, we these are ancient Chinese stories that we, we put in there. We put Western stories translated into Chinese and native Chinese stories as well that you unlock once you reach a certain level of comprehension of them. First, we show you them at 90%, which, you know, 90% of the words, the characters in them, and then 98%, which is the suggested level of extensive reading. Basically, it's the sweet spot, according to extensive reading research, where you understand almost everything, but just that 2%, you don't quite fully understand, uh, or maybe you don't know the characters for, but it's, it's not enough to discourage you. It's, it actually keeps you going because you see that little bit and uh, it, it keeps you it keeps you sort of, um, I guess it's like this, the carrot in front of you, keep, keep learning, keep pushing yourself. Um, so thank you for that bit of feedback there. I did not know that and we don't know this stuff until you tell us. So we're always happy to hear these little tidbits of your personal experience, of your understanding and just generally going through the course. So that's the final sort of general message that we had this week. Let's jump into the vocab living links. Uh, so the first one here is for uh, Bethany Fur on Vocab Unlocked for Bao Mian Bao. She says, I'm imagining my brother making his lunch. He puts pieces of bread face to face, sandwiches, and then puts them in a plastic bag. Very interesting, because if we break down the characters here, we have Mian, which means a ton of different things. Uh, noodles, or generally flour-based things. <clears throat> um, and it can also mean uh, face, as in like the face of uh, an object or the, you know a person's face. Um, and it also means, uh, yeah, face, basically. Face is one of the key meanings. And so she's taken that. Obviously, in this particular compound word, it, mian has the meaning of flower, flower-based. And uh, But she's taken the other meaning of this character, which is a very good technique to do, because many characters have multiple meanings and she's applied it as a compound as a mnemonic for this one so literally face wrap <laughs> uh, so the bowl is a bag face bag so putting the, the the bread face to face and then putting them in a bag that 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 visual and she's used her actual brother as well so that may have actually been an, a kind of memory and maybe a thing she's actually seen him do if not it doesn't matter it's kind of works in a similar way to how our memory palace system works the hands and move method you imagine people you know and there's an instant strong emotional uh connection there that will make that image in your mind and you can she can actually sorry make will make that image in your mind stay there for for a longer time maybe permanently instantly and so i'm what you what, what beth bethany could do here as well is just put a little note she might have already done this <laughs> she probably already has but put a little note in in her and her flashcard there to remind her of this connection as well. And you should go, you guys should definitely do something similar to that, especially when you have such a great connection that's rather specific um, and that you wouldn't be able to just guess uh, from looking at the, the word. So well done, Bethany. Really like this one. The next is Claire Murphy for the uh, Hua. Now, this is a tough one, right? Because the Hua, the meaning is very abstract and uh, the if you look at the structure of the characters, this is probably one of the most challenging types of compound words to make a con connection with, because there's not much clues from the characters, unless you really think about it, and the and the meaning is abstract. So let's see how Claire handles this. She says, "One for fellow Brits, UK residents. If the ravens ever leave the Tower of London, then." 
a nice dramatic visual there. One of the birds did go missing in the past year and some people got a bit twitchy. So I'm a, I'm a British person, I've actually never heard of this, but that doesn't matter. Claire has, and it's clearly gonna be very personal to her. What would be ideal as well is, uh, of course, maybe add a little note in there, but not really 100% necessary for this, in this because it's so specific and so clear. An image of that, I'm sure you could find, uh, if you typed in Ravens and Tower of London, you find an image representing this to support it a little bit. Um, and I think considering how difficult, uh, relatively difficult this, this one is, like I said, it's the, the highest level of difficulty, I think, when it comes to compound words, like it's it's going to be tough to connect to the characters, the hua. Um, uh, but if you understand Chinese grammar, the hua is actually very on a very obvious connection uh, for meaning if. It's like of this kind of speech, literally the, the, how it's basically translated. So, yeah, I think that's a really good one, more than enough to go on. If you guys want, to, and what I'd really appreciate if in the comments, if you guys watching this on the course. If you could maybe give some suggestions how you could link to the characters as well. I'd be really curious to see what you say. All right, so thanks a lot, Claire. Let's move on to the next one. Oscar Hagland, uh, make him make vocab unlocked for La La Dodza. Now, I've already uh, did a comment on this recently where I think it was Alex, actually. He was like, got to be really careful with how you search for these <laughs> because La Dodza, of course, if you just do a Google search, find a picture of that, even if you've got the safe search on, you know, it's not something that you really want in your day-to-day -day reviewing of your flashcards and just on our course. But this is, here's a good little workaround. Whenever you have something that Oscar says, I made sure to include clip art, the word clip art, in my search. At least that way it can't be that bad. And this is a really good tip. If you have something that you think might be a little risque, might be a bit gross, or come up with some results, like something to do with like injuries, or you know, you don't want you don't want to just you don't want to see that right you don't want to put that those images in your mind even if they're you know just add the word clip art after them it's a very good tip and it will always be just a cartoon so even it won't be it won't be that bad that's correct so well done oscar jason pond vocab unlocked from ting ting kuang which means situation and he says mike the situation from jersey shore always getting into situations yeah, that'll work. I, I've never watched that, but my just my I've got this memory of my friends talking about the situation and laughing and me sort of like nodding along. Great. Find a picture of it, put him in. I believe he was pointing to his abs at one point. I just have these images in my head. I think I think that's what was happening, right? With this guy. Go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and do that. Um and I think that'll be uh that'll be more than enough for that. That's a really good one. Thanks, Jason. So next we're gonna move on to the make a movies, the movies for the hands and movie method uh, scenes that you guys have sent in this week. Um, we've got a handful that I want to go through. And these are how we learn Chinese characters. So the first movie here is from John Nomura on Make a Movie for Shu. He says, on the kitchen roof, so the roof component here is an actual roof. Uh, that's an interesting choice of my childhood home. Uh, I always personally imagine a, like a, a little mini roof, like a like a dollhouse roof or something like that, but more realistic, like actually made of brick and tile and slate and a little chimney on there with smoke coming out of it. Um, but that this this worked too. I see Sean Connery looking at two cone heads, as in the cone heads from the movie, and trying to decide if they are real humans or not. Something about them is really not right. So this works really well, very simple. Um, I would I would probably 
and John may have done this already, but I would just like to add a detail of looking like what would you do to check if a person was a real human or not, right? It doesn't have to be you know, checking their pulse, maybe check their pulse. Are you are you got a beating heart? Or maybe just knock on their head, or just like be examining their head, like what the hell, you know, like or just you've got a you've got a coin, you want to test if it's real metal, that sort of thing. So I'll just maybe like bang them on, just like knock on their head or something. Just be like, are you like made of flesh? You know, just add that little detail in there, and of course the cone head's looking like nervous and confused. That, that'll work really well. Next is uh, Will Rayleigh make a movie for Tao to escape. So AO Kitchen, and the kitchen's second tone, of course. Evil Anakin Skywalker. That's the uh, Dao component, which is like means omen, a bad omen. That, that works quite well. Comes to destroy Tom with his lightsaber. Tom needs to escape. The, a red carpet, that's the, the, the walking sort of component at the bottom, rolls out to Tom and he escapes. That's the meaning of the word, the character. Escapes the kitchen via the red carpet as evil Anakin Skywalker chases along the red carpet. By the way, how long has that typo for escape been up there? Have we got a typo? Oh dear. Okay, I'll go and change, I'll go and change that. Um, and if, when this, if this clip gets put into the course, I'll edit this bit out as well. So there'll be no evidence of this spelling mistake. Thanks for that, uh, Will. Rick Santos, make a movie for G, uh, as in um, achievements. He says, I, I actress is at the null set's backyard gathering wheat after the harvest. She uses silk, which is the left side component, string to bundle the bales, that's the, the top right component, of wheat. For every bale of wheat that J.I. actress can tie up securely with silk string, she gets a merit badge made of seashells d very very cool thank you rick again rick always is very helpful with uh putting things in brackets so everything's really clear about what's being referred to uh not essential of course we, we really appreciate any comments that people send in they're, they're all gold um but this is a particularly high carat gold when when you do this so thank you very much rick really good seeing that next is nick sims Make a movie for Jiu, which means number nine in Chinese. And she says, Janet Jackson is J.I. Uh, actress is in the bedroom at Wilson Hall, the U or OU, combining her martial arts skills with dancing in a new routine. <laughs> she is twirling a samurai sword, ninja star, and uh, Moy's fish hook, NDA, dancing to the song Get Low by Lil John. <laughs> Where's the number nine though? Am I missing something? I think I may be missing something here. NDA, what's NDA? Nine, is that N meaning nine something? I, I'm missing this one, sorry, Nick. Um, I'm sure you've covered it, but I just can't. I just can't see where the number nine is. Uh, maybe because I don't know who, what NDA is and get low, I don't really know. A little John, I don't follow any of that, so <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> But it looks like everything's there, <laughs> except for the number nine, uh, as far as I can tell. Final one here is from Rick Santos again. Thought I'd add another one for Yen, which means to grind. Uh, he says, YI actress in her kitchen, second tone at the AN set, uses the kitchen grinding stone, that's the rock component on the left, to grind the dull parts of a bottle opener, Yen. So I guess she's like sharpening a bottle opener. 
this is really cool. You don't need much else with this, to be honest, because grind is so visual. And of course, you have that sound that everyone knows that you can just imagine when I say the word grind, you can just imagine that happening. That audio added to the scene works beautifully as well. So well done there, Rick. All right, so that's the last comment that we've had this week. Uh, thank you very much for sending them in as usual. And again, sign up for a free trial, a 30 day free trial of the Mandarin Blueprint method. Uh, if you haven't already, you can access that from anywhere on our website. It's at the bottom, uh, so it's pretty much just everywhere. Uh, you can't miss it. And uh, keep them coming, guys. Keep the messages coming. Let us know. Get in touch at uh, contact at mandarinblueprint.com if you've got any questions. And I will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Bye bye.